the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Ardor SEO. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Icons of Real Estate podcast. With us today, we have Jennifer Wenner. She's in real estate since 2003 and has helped hundreds of buyers, sellers, and investors achieve their real estate goals. Placing in the top 10 agents in the Arizona Regional MLS and the top 100 Zillow agents nationwide, Jennifer has a passion for providing excellent customer service. She's the team lead of the Wenner Group, brokered by EXP Realty, and now she's here with us. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jen. Thank you so much, Tomas, for having me, and so excited to be a part of this Icons of Real Estate. and. You know, it's an honor to give back, you know, at this stage, 18 years later, I feel like it's 1800 years, but uh, <laughs> to be able to give back and so much we've learned. So I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you as well. And it only makes sense if you're an icon to be on this movement with us. And uh, we appreciate, of course, you being here. So we usually start, uh, Jen, with your real estate journey. So please uh, spare no details to tell us. Yeah, well, I was like, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up, I don't have a capitalist in my family. And, you know, we grew up and it was like, you couldn't get a Diet Coke at dinner. And it was just very frugal. And I'm not going to lie, I wanted nice things. But like, I remember when I first got my car when I was 16, I mean, I would drive through like the nice neighborhoods in the, in the ghetto I lived in, in Riverside, California. And I'd be driving to these nice homes. And I'm like, all these nice homes, why not me? So as soon as I got uh, the legal right, I moved out to the beach in Orange County. I was going to business school. It was always like Plan X. And I already knew I wanted to work for myself, but I was pricing out tanning salons. I was pricing out hair salons because really I just love beauty. I love making things beautiful. Um, and um, my husband happened to have some friends flipping homes in Arizona. And we did the math. I bought two homes in the same day and both my mortgages were less than what I rented a home for in Orange County. So I finished my semester up and I'm like, not on the tanning salons, I'm gonna go into real estate. I wasn't even that excited about real estate. I thought it was like the 80s glamor shots of <laughs> you know, old cheesy marketing, like your agents for life in like prison bars. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> but uh, you know, I quickly found out that like, the more harder you the harder you work the more you put into it the more you can get and there was no ceiling and there was i was like yeah you have rules that make sense to protect your client but you know it wasn't like working for all the other companies with stupid rules and dumb managers so you know, i got to build my own business and this is coming from somebody that like comes from nothing you know i had my daughter when i was 18 so i was young a young mom so my daughter was she grew up in real estate with me you know this is 2003 and then 2000, the end of 2003, in 2004, um, I hired my first assistant because I was getting calls on holidays. And I'm like, ah, would you guys ever take a break? But like, I always knew I wanted, like, I knew I wanted to never do the same thing over and over. I always wanted to build and scale. And I knew that the clients always should have somebody seven days a week. So I hired an assistant, plus I'm real lazy on the inside, trying to find a way to be lazy. Um, so I, I got an assistant. 
didn't really know what I was doing. I'm like, hey, you do all this stuff I don't want to do. I'll do this and this is what your pay is. So that was 2004, 2005. Um, I was getting top agent in my office and I thought I was like Donald Trump. I um, uh, got harder to flip homes because not only was I running a resale and investor business, but I was also flipping homes actively. Well, then we saw development as the next opportunity because flipping homes was so hard when a market's going crazy like it has been the last couple of years. So we are building 10 luxury homes. I had a couple multifamily apartment buildings and I put all the money I made. I lived beneath my means and I thought I was setting my family up for success. And then 2008 called and wanted its money back. <laughs> and I've had like 18 properties. And at that point, like, you know, I went through some very dark times, lost everything. I mean, I was worth millions of dollars, zero below zero, you know, and um, I thought it was in a canyon I'd never get out of. But, you know, it's always like I, every new day I went and pounded the pavement, did short sales, REOs. I'd sell $25,000 houses, eight months pregnant. You know, I did whatever you had to do to get ahead. And then 2011 is when the market kind of turned around again, you know, and I remember an investor reaching out to me from my SEO and marketing. And he said, one of the biggest things that stood out about him is that I was very humble. I'm like, well, I've been eating humble pie for like the last seven years. <laughs> so um, he flew me out. We did 50, uh, ran the trustee sale auctions. We flipped 50 homes that year. I, I built my marketing presence up. Um, 2012, the hedge funds came in. I had a pivot again. 2013, I really got into luxury. I joined coaching. And 2014, I started the team. And I still have my first buyer's agent with me today, eight years later. She just had her best year last year, but her best quarter. She just closed $16 million in the first quarter of this year. And she's still on my team, you know, nice. years later. But uh, yeah, in 2018, um, I was struggling as uh, growing from a small team to a big team. And I saw the vision. I wanted a bigger team. I thought like you couldn't grow big. And I'm like, um, my friends Kyle and Dan announced and a week later I signed the lease on my office here and soon to be a building a new office. But I'm like, well, you know, these fees, like this platform, like how I'm, t I'm joining this coaching, but I'm not really getting the help I need to how to run a business, you know, how to build a team the right way. And I had been learning from like just colleagues in the industry like Kyle and Dan and, you know, the masterminds that I've been in. So I saw the value of that collaboration. And then I saw, okay, it's not just me. Because when I went through those dark times of losing all my money, and I tell you what that puts on a family, you know, having kids, not knowing, like, you know, giving birth and not having to tell the doctor, wait, I'll push in five minutes. I'm on hold on the line with a supervisor from a short cell. This is a true story. And nobody should have to go yeah. through that. I don't want any of my agents that are on my team or in my network right now to ever have to go through that defeat because I was suicidal. I'm not going to lie. I'm open about my story. Um, luckily, I didn't try it because I'm still here. But uh, I was also an alcoholic and I have four years of sobriety. And, um, you know, I am so grateful, you know, to the universe and, and the God and the people that have been able to help support me. Um, but, you know, those were the days where like I would escape through alcohol and no matter what it is, when financial toil takes a, a toil in your household, you know, it, your emotions aren't there. And so this platform, you know, I'm so proud to be with a visionary like Glenn, Glenn Sanford, where he doesn't win unless we win. 
you know, and that's the way I look at it with my team. My, if I'm not winning, like you, if you guys aren't winning, I'm not winning. I'm incentivized to help you win. And now we have this, this, like, I think just opportunity to give back, I think responsibility, to be honest with you. If you've been in this business 18 years, you know, at certain point, like it's required of you, right? To give back to your community. If you can take care of you and your own family and your own organization, what's the next level? Where can we give back? And, you know, I've been filled called to give back more and more, but selfishly, the more I give back, first of all, I'm financially incentivized to do it, but it's my passion because I'm not just helping buyers and sellers because I love that segment of the business and I always will. But when you can change an agent's life, their legacy, their generational wealth, you know, when they're, when they're buying their first house, like a couple of my agents are right now, well, their second house, both of them took my advice. And they're so excited and their families are so excited and they have the, you know, wealth, like true wealth and a path to wealth. So because we've already are in a market shift right now, I know what's coming. I know winter's coming and I feel very responsible, like, well, not always responsible, but I feel great responsibility with leadership and uh, knowing I don't have to do it alone. You know, I don't have to be my own island you know, I have all these people that are smarter than me, you know, and that have already been where I've been at, able to help me in my organization. So that's kind of like a long story, short story, but um, <laughs> really it ends up in like resilience, grit. Um, but, you know, don't let the limiting beliefs come in because I have way too many limiting beliefs and I like to call myself a limiting beef, belief murderer. But, um, you know, they say after the age of 30, we stop dreaming, people stop dreaming. And then I think about when I was a kid, what I dreamed about, you know, it's always something cool, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I want to be a cashier. No, it was always like, oh, I want to be a president of the United States or a, mm -hmm. an attorney fighting for civil rights or whatever it was. But um, here, you know, on this platform that we're on, you know, even able to have health insurance, like for me, I didn't, I have ulcerative colitis. I have 30% of my colon. I'm a biohacker. I actually, uh, I fast and supplements and I've been able to manage my 16 year autoimmune with no, I'm, I, I've cured it. But, um, but to know that before I had no health insurance, I have health insurance now, how much of a benefit that is. And it's just all this value Glenn's added after I came on, you know, where he is just making sure we are supported we have wealth we have legacy and that's one thing that most agents don't even think about because there is no exit strategy what is the exit strategy you know it, like work until you die on the front porch door knocking you know i don't want that to be mine yeah that's 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 very inspiring uh jen and, and thanks for being open and sharing uh your failures and your your bad side as well here with, with our audience so we can resonate a lot with with your story right and uh, and I, I saw that so in 2017 you adjust so you were with ramax before and i think you you want something like you were the top female realtor in arizona so like how did you go from that to like make then the sudden move to to exp uh, like who who, who who got your attention so um you know i'm a seven enneagram which is a visionary and so sometimes i i can see things before they are coming so i got got out of california in 03. i saw it before it was coming 
Um, but um, uh, Kyle and Dan, you know, I Kyle Whistle uh, was my friend. I was in masterminds. He was always kind to me when I was a nobody. Um, and he was always about eight steps ahead of me. And, you know, I was always learning from him. And I have uh, just loved the passion he had for his team, his business, his industry. And um, I had met Dan Beer, I think, six months before. And I was so impressed. I offered him $5,000 to visit his office for the day. He was a Keller Williams at the time. And the reason why is because I had seen the value in collaboration. I knew I needed help because that with Remax, the fees, the guidance, like I was joining coaching programs. I had I was in a coaching program for $40,000. It cost one year and I didn't learn anything that year. So I'd already been kind of oversold and like, a, you know, overpromised, under delivered, sold. So when Kyle and Dan mentioned they're coming together, I had my listing manager had 50 listings. She's crying every morning. I have 50 escrows. I live, I have like a little tiny little office in Remax with nine people in it, but I didn't want to move. I didn't have the capacity to move. But when Kyle and Dan announced, I'm like, I have to know, I have to know why they moved. You know, they're like my mentors. And, you know, I lurked at the model and a week later I signed the lease on this place. So it's just like, I saw it. I didn't just see it for me. You know, I saw multiple multiple forms of income that you need multiple forms of income. Don't put your all eggs in one basket like I did in 2005 and, you know, put my family through despair because of that. And it's my responsibility to learn to take care of my own family. But then, you know, how to become profitable running a mega team. Well, Kyle and Dana have known how to do that. And um, then I looked at, you know, my agents, Marsha, who's still with me today. How is Marsha going to retire? That's what keeps me up at night. Not just me. I, I feel like I can handle that now. But all the people that sign up for me, how do I get, how do I help them build their wealth, build their wealth. So when the market dips and blips and they're, they're learning to leverage and they're making more money year after year or the other situation, I call it the divorce situation. So that's the loyal situation. I saw, what about the agents want to come on? And in two years, they just want to run their own team. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, mm -hmm. some people, that's just what they want to do. And I uh, was like, I asked my team this actually a couple months ago. I'm like, or actually a whole network. I'm like, who here wants to run their own team? And like seven of my agents raised their hand. And I'm like, awesome. Well, if I was at Remax, I'd have been like, oh, crap. Uh, but <laughs> I go again. agents want to start their team. Instead of having it be like, you don't get these leads and it's a fight. What about how can I help you? You know, it's a totally different dynamic where you can help in, you know, grow their passive forms of income simply by helping other agents. And that's all we do, you know, and it's not like we're just here to recruit or sell social media. We do that stuff. But, you know, last year we sold 200 million. I think we have a, where we sold 110 million this first quarter, you know, so who is going to teach people to how to sell houses you know because we're our market saturated we are in a market shift currently it's like ding 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 it we are in a market shift more listings are hitting the market don't worry it's not going to crash for the last five recessions real estate did the best only one where we didn't is because when real estate caused it so but where are we going to see like um what we saw in 05 as far as like agents disappearing yes I was last woman standing in my office at uh, Prudential in 08, 09. 
And uh, we're oversaturated. Most agents haven't gone through a hard market. The last hard market I went through was 08 through 2010. Since 2011, we have had some blips and, you know, some little, but no challenging market. It's actually been the most challenging market I've seen in this last year in my 18 years of business. Because it's not just the market that's changing, it's the whole industry that's changing. Real estate is 10 years behind all other industries in the most emotional industry in the world. And we're especially happy here in Phoenix, uh, where we're the beneficiary of every marketing tech fund. They come to Phoenix first to see if their model works. If it does, then they'll branch out and go to the other market. So we have to be a cut above the rest here. But just know winter is coming. You know, Tony Robbins speaks about this, but prepare. And for leaders, for the te top agents, team leaders, you guys, when we went through 2020 and real estate was essential business at my best year ever that year, well, before the next year, but um, I was sad. It was, it was depressing to see these businesses close down, to see the small businesses, restaurants, gyms, you know, people like going out. We're about to head into the Great Recession. We're going into recession. And how is it going to feel when you're sitting in living rooms again and people are losing their minds, they're losing their money, they're losing their jobs? You know, the, it's, it's critical for our agents to know how are you going to pay the bills? You have kids? You know, do you want to like be able to pay for college for those kids? Do you want to have wealth? Do you want to travel? Do you want to make sure that you don't have to work until you're 142 years old? So these are all things that like, it's a very sober and serious time in my eyes where everybody has to look and be like, where do we want to be, you know, long game here? Because short game is not going to work. Short game thinking isn't going to work anymore. And it has to be a win-win solution at the end of the day. Like one of the, you know, is that Stephen Covey, you know, um, one of the seven principles, but win-win. You know, because even if I have a situation, you join my team, I win, you lose. And the long time, I know I will lose, you'll leave me. You know, even if it's me lose, you win, at a certain point, I have to be profitable, I have to close the doors. So the only way uh, any kind of equation is going to work, you know, in life and partnerships, business is win-win solutions. And Glenn provided a company where he didn't win unless we won. You know, my former broker made billions of dollars when we were the poorest we've ever been. So, you know, I look at leadership from the top and I'm proud and each one of us is a leader, whether we want to or not. And we can accept that responsibility or we could, you know, just bury our head in the sand and pretend like it's another day. I guess you're, you're a leader creating even more leaders and uh, like you're all preparing for, for let's call it a war or winter or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and that is the most exciting thing I've done is when my people on my team, I was in my team meeting last yesterday and I didn't deliver it. I was having my team leaders um, do it. And I was so proud of them. They were doing better than I, I do, like felt like that day. Mm -hmm. They impressed mm -hmm. me. When you start to see talent like that, just be there, like they're embracing their own individual gifts and they're still part of the collective because they see the collective vision together, you know, and where they fit into that. That is the most exciting thing I've ever seen is when people discover their leaders and yeah. they're walking to their own and their confidence and they're not just helping their families, they're helping their community. It's a whole different feeling of, of reward. I feel selfishly grateful that I'm able to do that. Yeah, you're, you're proud. You, I think it's called, I think that's that's the feeling no? that you're, you're proud of them, like you're, you're mm -hmm. 
like it's your yes. children <laughs> growing up. <laughs> yes, it's so true. I am so proud of them. I, I get tears in my eyes sometimes like I'm a mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're all open here. We're all open. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Jen, you, you told me um, some uh, subjects that you was your genius and uh, you have some golden nuggets here to share with the audience. And I want to ask you, uh, what do you consider that is the real estate uh, roller coaster and uh, how does an agent uh, get through it? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, you have to begin with the long term in mind. So if you're getting because you liked HGTV and it looks easy and fun and you like houses, okay, that's not what you're really doing. You are in the human resources like industry. You are where humans are your products. You know, it's your service to them. It's understanding them. It's communicating with them. It's mastering the basics. But uh, always having a business plan. You know, that's like one thing I like. I always had, but you know, how everything must have a system too. So if you're not have systems and technology and you're relying on your head, like we are in the technological revolution right now, like join it. Because if you do not have technology, I just recruited an agent, an amazing agent. He lost because the crappy website that their team had. And he looked at my website and we're getting judged on our, our digital presence. But like, what service we're providing what our unique selling proposition like we need to be very clear about that because there is a lot of competition out there and it's not even just from other agents it's from companies hundreds of millions of dollars they have to compete against us so what are, you need to be the best ding expert agent out there so you need to know your niche you know go deep not wide have a plan in place but what most agents do is like they'll get you know shiny object syndrome maybe they get some leads maybe they do uh they go all in and, and work in their referrals then they get busy right so then they get busy and they're like okay i'm just doing escrows and meanwhile what do they forget to do market call the phone you know try to work on their business hire somebody work on their systems they're out in the field working with buyers and sellers they come home at night and then they have families you know god forbid their kids need dinner you know, and, you know, maybe we get to take a vacation once in a while or a day off, but that roller coaster never stops unless we stop. You know, sometimes it's slow down to speed up because it'll always be crazy. You know, things like right now, I bet you there's like eight things I'm making a mistake on that I have no idea about right now because my organization's that big and I have multiple. But, you know, there's obviously life lessons. But when you have a plan, you know, and you're sticking to your plan, you have a calendar. You know, show me your calendar, I'll show you your paycheck. You know, you're very clear in what you should be doing every day, what metrics you need to be hitting. You have these systems in place and believe me, it's not that hard. Don't reinvent the wheel. You know, reach out to your mentors because they probably already have this plan for you. Um, you, it, it, It's predictable. Yes, you're going to have ebbs and flows. Yes, you're going to get that one crazy client that throws you through a loop and an escrow and you might have four, like you might have a crappy week, but you know, you get up the next day and tomorrow, every day is a fresh day to start it new. And we don't live in any, I don't know any other industry, I really don't, where you can come from nothing, didn't even finish my business degree, and it's an infinite ceiling. I don't, we've, we're, hitting, we're seeing new ceilings every year, you know, and the, so many different things you can do with real estate, being your unique self and building it how you want it. 
but you can't build it alone and you can't build it on one person. You know, you need to have a team. That's my controversial opinion that's coming out in the Renaissance real estate agent, um, which I'm publishing with Forbes right now um, because I am passionate. You know, I am passionate to help. And um, I always wanted to write a book when I grew up. So uh, so that's coming out. But um, coaching, all the coaching, the fast tracks um, school that I run, you know, it has been my way of being like, I know they don't teach you what you need to know at the brokerages. Mm -hmm. I know they don't teach you what, especially at the real estate school and even in the coaching programs, you need to know who from somebody who's doing it, changing it relevant. Um, so you have a plan in place. And when you do have a plan in place and you stick to it, you know, you might have to pivot, pivot, but you'll stay on track and it's predictable and it's consistent. You're not like, oh, I was so busy. Now I have no escrows because that's what normally happens. And there's no predictability or consistency this just because they didn't have the plan and the systems in place. Yeah, and, and you, you, you said yourself that how important uh, the systems are. And can you can you let us know a bit more uh, in deep what are uh, some, some type of systems that you have implemented uh, in, uh, in the Winner Group? I could tell you that I've always believed in systems. So back when I started in 03 and 04, obviously different systems than I have today. In 03 and 04, I, if I'm going to do anything once, like a open escrow email, uh, here's the offer email, you know, I would saved it in my canned responses in my Gmail. I'm like, I'm not going to do things over and over. Well, I, when I had an assistant, you know, I kind of got a lot off my plate and we had some systems. But um, when I had to rebuild my team, I, I couldn't afford assistant right off the way off the bat. So I hired a virtual assistant. So I had to lock myself in a room and I recorded every system I had and um, screencastified. And I had to lock myself in a room because this is how boring it was. And um, I hired a virtual assistant and he had all of his training videos on an unlisted playlist on YouTube because it was just me, myself and I. And this is 2011, 12. And um, so, you know, then my systems with, I got a CRM, you know, better CRM because I had CRMs. Um, and then I had to, I've had to upgrade CRMs. My calendar is a system. Um, we use a lot with Google Drive. We have, I mean, we do have a lot of systems, but they're all integrating into our main systems. Um, but sometimes we scrap systems and rebuild them. And we're doing that right now. But even if your system, this is back in the day, and I don't know if you can see this here on video, but here's my leads on my left side. And here's my leads. And it's on a piece of paper, right? And tomorrow I'm going to call all the leads and the leads that I called, I'm going to put on the right side. Okay. And then I come back the next day and I call the leads on the right side and the new leads on the left side. That's still a system. It it's a crappy a system, <laughs> but you know, in 03 and 04, it might've been cutting edge. But <laughs> if you rely on your head, it will fail. Your head will fail every time. If you don't live by your calendar, action blocking, I'm just like, get on the podium about this. Um, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna work on social media next week, great. How, first of all, how are you gonna keep accountable? Where is it gonna go on your calendar? Because inevitably something's gonna come up. It's real estate, come on. And, and then if it's not on your calendar, then when are you gonna do it? When you feel in the mood to do it? Because I'm gonna tell you, you're never in the mood to do it, especially if it's a new atomic habit. Like I'm gonna work on my social media. Great, okay, two months goes by. 
Where is it on your calendar? Oh, it's not. Okay, not only do you have to have the action blocking for the content for social media, then you have to have the execution action blocked. And then if you're going to leverage, you're, you know, you're still going to have to action block that, whoever you're going to leverage with, and then inspect what you expect and action block that on your calendar. You know, look at your marketing metrics every week. You know, and I, my one word for this year is cadence. I believe there's a cadence to everything. Um, there's even a system to personal and domestic leverage. Now, I had to tell my husband that if I clean the house, and Lord knows, everyone knows, my mom knows, I clean the house better than any cleaner I've ever had because I have OCD. It's just some real suffering that I have to do. I wouldn't <laughs> wish it on anybody. But I, every time I cleaned my own house, I lost $4,000. That was eight years ago because I looked at my dollar per hour. I looked how long it took me to clean the house. Even if I'm Netflix and chilling, even if I'm laying by the pool, the I know the energy that it gives me to hit Monday with all the power and fuel for the week, the fact that I had R&R. And even Albert Einstein talks about R&R and Da Vinci talks about R&R. There's some really smart people, R&R, that talk about how important R&R is and have that it's never balance, it's a myth, but the integration of it. Even booking date nights, even top CEOs of Forbes 500 companies, they book sex on their calendar twice a week because they know happy wife, happy life. You know, there's a happiness metric. So, and I remember even in when 2020 hit and we got off date nights because, you know, everything closed, like me and my husband weren't getting along as good. You know, those Friday, every other Friday date nights had a purpose, you know, and so um, the systems is if you're if you're ever going to do something once or twice, if you're going to have a training program for one agent, have a training program for the next thousand. Not that you're going to not update it and make it better, but everything in your business should be you should look at it from an entrepreneur, a business. What am I going to do when I'm 60? What am I going to do this forever? You know, question it, have a purpose, see the long game and know the systems you will implement along the way that are going to get you there and people and you don't have to implement them all yourselves sometimes you can outsource sometimes you'll definitely want to have people working on your administrative team you're going to want to have agents on your team you know and maybe you only want to have seven to ten people on your team that's cool maybe you want 50 to 100 but you need more than one you need more than two <laughs> And they can come in a lot of different ways, virtual assistants, outsource, um, agents, admin. But you do need a village. You do need a team. Otherwise, you, you are a slave to your job and you're not doing your clients the best service because only one person has 24 hours in the day. I still haven't met the person yet that's like, no, I have 48 hours in a day. No, my, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. But how do you make the 24 hours in your day, you know, be as productive as 48 hours or 100 hours or 200 hours. And that's where the magic at is in that scalability of, you know, systems and people. Yeah, and, and I can see you have the, the, the systems well implemented. And it's like, like you said, like if, if you implement something, it needs to be lasting. So like you need to take it serious and not just to be a random training program you bought for $59 at some sketchy website, you know? So, so I believe that, yeah, you need to invest because imagine if that training program will last, what, 20 years, like maybe it's worth uh, $50,000, you know? So yeah, like I, to I totally agree with you on that. Without systems, the, the car too, doesn't move. 
and I'm sorry to interrupt. So, but um, just for any agents that are listening on the call, and you know, I'm talking about all these systems. You know, you got to start somewhere, and you won't have a training program that you create like upfront before you ever unleash it. That's going to be the one training program you need forever, right? You're always going to make it better along the way, and you know, my crappy done is better than your perfectly not done. So, you know, get started. You know, your first, the first video I ever did, if you go to YouTube, it's from 2009, it's pretty terrible. Okay. But it was cutting edge for the time, you know, and everything's a little under construction because we always are working to tweak it and make it a little better, but start, you know, like Nike had something right. Like just do it. Yeah, like like Drake would say, start from the bottom. Now we're here. Like you need to start, start somewhere. Even even with the uh, even with the whole podcasting thing, um, people sometimes they, they feel like, oh, like I don't deserve to be on podcasts. I've never been on podcasts. Uh, like I don't know how to do it. You know, like yeah, start start somewhere. Go to your local podcast that only the grandmother of the host listens to it you know and and be a guest and and then go to the other one and then and then you can have a, a, a podcasting a guesting career you know so it's you got to start somewhere you have to start somewhere you know i mean i started at dairy queen at four dollars and 25 cents an hour not my dream job <laughs> you know but um i can tell you no, no matter what job it is there's always something to learn from it and uh and even when things failed question why first of all you will fail so there's no that like if you don't want to fail this is not like don't do life because that's what life is about yeah. not only know that you're going to fail plan on failing you know plan on failing and every time you fail and you take ownership of it you can always see your part in it you know if you're one of those people that blames everybody else it's not going to work out for you but you know that you know not only are we in the technological revolution, but we're also in the, um, oh my gosh, what are they calling it? The intellectual revolution. You know, we are having to be masters of our emotions at the same time technology is scaling and, and real estate is moving us faster than it ever has. So, you know, we need to be the best versions of ourselves. And I love the quote by Marcus Aurelius, you know, the biggest thing we will ever overcome in our life is ourselves. You know, and you see all these external forces, can't change we can't control all that what can we can control us and what we're going to do about it exactly <laughs> and what do we want ask yourself what do you want you know if you sell 500 million dollars what does it mean you know what what can you do with that what kind of life can you live how can you give away more you know and i do think that you know coming from you know my upbringing and the psychology of money and mindset especially around capitalism was like negative. Oh, you're selfish. You're greedy. You want too much. You're not, you must not be a good person or a good mom because you're working so hard, but where would our world be without more leaders, you know? And the more money you have, the more you can give away, you know, the more money you have, the more freedom and choices you have, and the more you can have the outcome for your, not just your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, maybe they'll remember your name because here in America, I don't know, I do genealogy research for fun, but most of us don't even know where our ancestors came from. Yeah, or only, what only, they stood for. Only three generations up, maximum four, and that's it. <laughs> if they can do that. If they can yeah. do that, yeah. <laughs> we forgot, you know, we forgot that a hundred years ago, our ancestors were starving. 
100 years ago, 1903, my great grandma came here from the Irish genocide alone, no family, no husband, no sisters. And she worked as an indentured servant for seven years to earn her freedom to move to the West Coast where she met my Irish grandpa and built a junky little house. You know, that was their Irish dream of freedom, nice. you know, and that wasn't that long ago. Now we can go get a cheeseburger for 99 cents, not healthy or whatever, but food is abundant. You know, we don't need the, the survival that we need is, is our minds, you know, open up our minds, our hearts and, and dreaming and believing in yourself again, because I have had so many people tell me along the way, I'm not going to make it. And I love it when they do it because when they do it, it's fueled in my fire. Uh, two years ago, I had a coach tell me on stage in front of everybody, this girl stand up. She thinks she can run a business with Zillow as a big pillar of her business and grow a big team. <laughs> the next year I netted a million dollars off my team. So, you know, those what other people think, like, who cares? Do they matter? Who really matters? You know, the people closest to you that believe in you. And if someone doesn't believe in you, and this might not even have been planned for this podcast, but it's time <laughs> to cut ties with people that don't believe and you and the vision. Yeah, the, the plan for the podcast, we make them, we make it ourselves. <laughs> yes, it is the American dream. It really is. And now it's not just the American dream. You know, America is the, the um, America is the cultural leader of the world, whether we like it or not, whether we're proud of it or not. It's just true with technology. You know, people want to see what Americans are doing. Why are they listening to Elon Musk or listen to Joe Rogan? Why? Because we're direct. We're to the point, you know, the other countries, they don't have this kind of free speech and freedom, you know, and um, we do. And I don't take it for granted because now we're going international and now we're like we're in Italy. I'm actually meeting one of my downlines um, who, from Italy, her brother, who's an agent in Italy next week or no yes. Saturday. And um, my my dream is to get to uh, to Greece and because I have tracked my history all the way back to Greece back in uh back in the before before the bcs um <laughs> but uh and i don't maybe it was past life past uh, whatever it was but um to, it's so exciting that we could take our businesses and live around the world and have an impact not just here in america but on the world and it's and we're going to mars in five years elon Musk said we'll, we'll be colonized on mars um best case scenario 10 years worst case scenario so i got dibs on the expansion team in mars yeah yeah i already started investing <laughs> in, in real estate you know, in mars <laughs> sky is no longer the limit you guys by elon musk lifetime we might be a multiple planet colony colonized multiple planets so we aren't we are in like unprecedented times we have hit you know we have explored and pioneered all the way to the west coast you know unless you're moving, looking at antarctica we're everywhere you know real estate is still uh 10 years behind every other industry it's not too late and more agents than ever are going to need help now and in the next couple of years if they want to stay in this business and have a legacy and not just be stressed the crap out all the time yeah and i, and I know you you've uh, you're speaking a lot about uh, the legacy and the future generations but i just need to ask this question because we ask every guest is more of us, um, maybe you, you can put it more determined, like what are your goals? Where do you go from here? Um, well, I, I think I probably surpass it um, because uh, 
I have some limiting beliefs myself I addressed earlier this year. I pretty much tore down my internal leadership team and rebuilt it from, I mean, the people were already here. I got rid of a couple of people that weren't good fits for where we're going. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're supposed to do 750 units and 400 million, but we already closed out at, let's see, 170 units and 115 million, something like that. Um, for the first quarter. So we're on track to outpace our goals. I do have multiple companies now, a uh, title company, insurance, um, rental properties. Um, and our, our network is growing. We're bringing, um, I just got off the call before this podcast, um, from this amazing agent in Virginia, who's coming over, who already happened to establish a library in uh, Uganda to teach entrepreneurship as part of her goodwill. So with good people all over the country and um, they see the vision for themselves, their families, their communities, and they see the numbers. I mean, even the numbers like do nothing differently. You're going to, you're going to make more money and keep more of your money on this platform, even if you don't ever recruit a single agent, you know, but the, it's the power of the people and, um, I'm sorry, I got a little off track there, uh, but uh, that's just probably your, your typical agent ADD. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, as I, as I told you, we're open when we, we accept and uh, yeah, we were just talking about your goals and then. And own oh, health. We teach yeah. a lot about health on our team, probably because I'm a health nut because I've been able to overcome disease and depression through taking care of my body, mind and soul. And uh, we do, we put that into our coaching. We put that, we do breathing exercises as a team. Nice. Um, I have yoga nights. Um, we do a lot of outreach health-wise. Um, I have a sauna, I have a lot of, I have a biohacker gym at my house with a sauna and a cold plunge. And so when people come over, um, you know, it's, a, you know, it's about like being healthy because, you know, as another Leonardo da Vinci's principles is take care of your body, your physical body. This is the vehicle you have and we now know that we could live i'm 44 years old i'm in the best shape of my life i went 20 years without ever working out and um you know i've been able to cure disease and depression through taking care of my body and mind and i swear on yoga i swear on yoga if there's one thing you can do yoga is for everybody i call it the ceo one hour of vacation the end of the day i go to yoga and i come home i get out of it and my mind is clear because all I have thought about doing for the past hour is surviving. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, like it's, it's everything, you know, when you're looking at mentors, like let me ask you this, like, who do you look up to? Like Tony Robbins is one for me, but like, who do you look up to in like life? Some, somebody that really inspires you. Maybe you've never met them. Uh, I, I definitely never met them. Uh, I would say I always had a, dream, a stupid dream, but it's not a stupid dream because it would be possible. You know, I uh, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. Yeah. So obviously, like, I would look up, uh, you know, as I'm a Portuguese, you know, I have to say uh, Cristiano Ronaldo because it's, 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 he has a lot of fans. He has a lot of fans, but with us, as we are Portuguese, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like we're his family, you know, something like that. Where is cousin? Like every that's every every time that I met an American, I'm saying like, oh, I'm Ronaldo's cousin, and sometimes they do believe it. But but yeah, I do look up to him. Does he have that you admire about him? 
it's the discipline and the work that he puts up he puts up uh, every day and uh, like like you similar to your story that he grew up out of nowhere to be gaming like the best in the world and i guess if he can do that anyone can do that's that's pretty much it i love that and it's and it's like when we think about people we aspire to be because you know they we say that we're the sum total of the five people we spend the most time with and usually mm -hmm. we just count that in money and it's true but it's uh the collective energy you know the energy the belief systems the support you know of those people and the traits they have you know for me it's like uh say jordan peterson is somebody i really look up to you know he's courageous he is disciplined you know, he goes against the grain, not always what's popular, but to give people what they need, not what they just want to hear, but what they need to hear. And he evolves and he grows. And it's those traits that I always hope to always emulate myself. But when you have those leaders and you look up to them and you can get in the same rooms of those leaders, that's even more exciting, mm -hmm. you know, because you are with visionaries that, especially when you're with visionaries that care. You know, they care so deeply. They're so passionate about it. It's infectious, you know, it has, it will seep into your skin and you will have no other way to believe than like, oh my God, it's, it's here, you know, it's available, it's open. Yeah. It's more opportunity than I ever even could see through the veil of my own perceptions. And, uh, and I don't know if you agree or not, but I think like the end game uh, yeah. of that would be to you being your own hero and you admiring what you do, being proud of that and you wanting to be yourself and like, and no one else. Because of course, if you admire and look up to some, someone like this, it's not a little jealousy. It's, it's like, oh, I wish I could have what he has, you know, like if you get envy, to a point. Envy, yeah. yeah. Envy and, you know, they do say comparison is a thief of joy. I personally think it's a good logical, rational thing, but you always compare yourself to you year over year at the end of the day. But jealousy is when somebody has something and you think that because they have it, you can't have it. I've never had that, mm -hmm. except for when I was dating my husband, like when I was 18 and some girl, because that would be, literally be true. If another girl got him, I couldn't get him. <laughs> but uh, jealousy does still exist. You know, it's, it's people's own limiting beliefs on what they think they can do. It's not you, it's them, um, but be unapologetic. And, you know, I, you hear me, you might hear other agents. There's always, there's always something you have to deliver that like, I don't have, everybody has special gifts. And my um, controversial opinion is everybody's an artist. Everybody, whether you're painting, you are a human artist. And we're here in real estate homes. Homes, not only are they the biggest financial asset, but what about the memories we make in these homes? What about the beauty these homes can bring to the world? You know, it's that beauty through, you know, all that pain that uh, I've been able to appreciate in this industry, you know, making lives more beautiful, you know, making our communities more beautiful. And, um, you know, you're painting your own landscape. You're painting your own, you're writing your own story you know, and your story can go however you want it to go. You can, if you say you can impact a thousand lives, I challenge you just put another zero on there, 10,000, a million. We live in like unprecedented times with technology that has a way to place us in front of millions of people that you can have a life, a, a, an impact on. And everybody's story, everybody has a story. 
That's one thing I know for sure. Everybody yeah. has a story. Share your story, share your gifts. Don't be secret about it because people want to know you personally just as much they do as they do professionally. And yeah, and let, let this uh, podcast episode uh, be the proof of it and be some type of state of art that people can admire yes. and, re and remind themselves <laughs> that life humanity, is humanity. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's not, it's about us. You know, we look at humans and I've, I believe that we're not the first species to be in the solar system, but we're just one race here. Yeah. We have different, you know, cultures, but we're all humans, right? At the end of the day, we're all humans and it's a collective, you know, where there's no, Oh, you don't join me. You're against me. No, no, we, we mindset of abundance because mm -hmm. there are plenty of people to help it in the world. Plenty of people that to help in the world. That's it. Thanks, Jen. I think we could continue here for another hour or another two hours. I'm Irish. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a talk. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think we need to put just a little pause on it. Um, and yeah, just let me know the most, one of the most important things, I guess it's how can uh, people reach out to you? Yes, definitely find me on Instagram, Jennifer Wayner, um, on YouTube. I'm on YouTube too. If you find me on Instagram, just DM me. I'm, I'm always checking my DMs. If something stood out to you, um, if you want to come to one of our, our learning events, we have them every single week. Um, if you've not, if you're not even in real estate and you want to get into real estate, you want to build a team. It doesn't matter where you are. Like, I am so grateful that we have a whole organization here to help, including my own. It's my passion. It's like you wouldn't have to pay me to do this, to be honest with you. It is really um, just fun. But um, not that it's not like narcos. You know, sometimes I have like a day. It was like I feel like it was a narcos episode yesterday. But no, <laughs> today is a fresh new day. And uh, again, we're I'm I'm painting my my day. I'm painting the the canvas still and. Um, yeah, reach out to me on social and stay connected where no matter what market you're in, like I guarantee you I've coached agents and have met agents all across the world. And we all have similar problems, similar challenges, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel and you don't have to do it alone. You shouldn't do it alone and you don't have to. Yes, because you're not alone. And, and yeah, thanks, thanks, Jen. Thanks for the episode. I think yes, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of takeaways if not a lot, a lot of takeaways uh, to take from this episode. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm so happy that I, that I invited you in the first place. And, uh, and yeah, I'm I hope honored, that we can connect as well. Keep, uh, keep ourselves um, uh, together. And of course, don't be strangers, like you said, because uh, we all have the same, the same problems and uh, hopefully the same success. <laughs> But yeah. Yes. No, I um, I'm excited. I'm honored. Thank you so much. It was so uh, fun getting to know you before the podcast today. You're very exactly. interesting. So I would love to learn more at another time. But thank you so much for having me. I'm um, truly excited to be here today. Our pleasure. Thanks, Jen. Bye. All right. Namaste. Namaste.